Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 15, Making Headwinds with Blockchain in Aviation. I am your host, Mike Walker, and you are listening to the V-Next podcast, where we discuss everything future, predictions, emerging technology, and talking to forward-looking thought leaders in the industry. Today we have David Havera with us, and he's going to talk about all the interesting things that he's doing as the CTO of blockchain for GE Aviation Digital Group, and how this is going to transform aviation as we know it today, or at least on the back end side to help keep us all safe and secure and much, much more efficient. Remember, all the links in the show notes are included on vnext.com. So relax and enjoy the show. Thanks, Mike. Extremely excited here to talk about this with you. Yeah, this is a really cool topic. And what I think is really important here, as we've partnered up on uh, all the blockchain work, Maybe let's start by going through a little bit of detail about, you know, what your role and, you know, from, from our conversations, we've talked about GE Aviation Digital Group, which you are part of, is a unit that sells software solutions within the aviation industry. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure, Mike. So it's really exciting, the group that I work within. I work on an innovation team on uh, GE Aviation Digital Group, and we actually sell software solutions around the world. Uh, we have uh, 700 strong, as you mentioned. We have over 100 years of aviation experience uh, and uh, over 100 patents. So it's pretty exciting space to play in. Our whole vision is really we want to kind of connect the supply chain all the way to a product into the market where we can trace the ore in the earth to uh, part manufacturing through product shipping to when that engine goes on the wing at a customer we want to understand how its manufacturing journey has impacted performance in the field. So really exciting, we use digital twin, we use uh, machine learning capabilities, we use 3D printing as well as we use blockchain. And, and those are some um, really amazing emerging technologies that uh, we see across many different industries, but you know, oftentimes, you know, people ask, so you've got these emerging technologies, what value is this really creating? So. Maybe tell me a little bit more about some of the complexity at G Aviation. Why, maybe as a for instance, why a technology like blockchain is used? That's something we think on and we refine every day. So imagine if, you know, you were a company like Starbucks, they just made a big announcement around using blockchain in their supply chain. So Starbucks, you could take your, you could track your food quality back to the bean and understand each stage of that journey. So you can trace it from the tree to the berry, the berry to the bean, the bean to the truck, the truck to the store, and the bean to the barista. That is very valuable because three reasons. Transparency builds trust with our customers. If you can see into a company's supply chain, understand the the journey of that coffee that you're drinking, then you that brand is more valuable and you're more likely to go back. The second is traceability improves safety. There's been a lot going on in the market around food quality, E. coli outbreaks, and et cetera. Having this connected story built real time on the blockchain is very valuable because you can remediate um, items, uh, quality outbreaks as they occur versus having to take costly investigations. And finally, 
where I really believe blockchain's true potential is unlocked is that it drives collaboration. So for example, you are able to share data in a secure manner on blockchain peer to peer. So now farmers at Starbucks who may be only a few miles apart, they can they know what each other's doing and then they can share data and collaborate in ways that they've never been able to do before. That's super important because you know the last thing we want when you know we go to our our favorite coffee shop or or restaurant is have to worry about the actual food quality. And so, you know, there is a heightened level of anxiety in the marketplace around these particular types of issues. And so you can really see both the technical advantages for Starbucks, as an example, but also the very real tangible benefits for the consumer as well. So that's, that's a really, really good example. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that forward. Now, another way of thinking about this, uh, especially as you're talking to your business partners uh, or even your family and friends at a, at a random dinner party, is um, you know, referencing this back to analogies. And you know, blockchain is a very complex uh, technology, and part of our goal as technologists is to make you know, these concepts simpler and not simple, meaning that we don't want to necessarily whittle down the message. So with blockchain, you know, sometimes I describe uh, blockchain as thinking about a book. You know, we all know what a book is. And so a book has some very unique qualities to it. It's printed. So the content that's printed in that ink never changes. Uh, the content in that book is ordered. So there's page numbers telling you what is the sequence of that content. But also, there is a table of contents that stitches all this together as a quick and easy reference point. So what does this have to do with blockchain? So blockchain, just like a book, creates a one version of the truth for your information. And so it is what is referred to as immutable. Or in our book analogy, it's the print in this analogy. But it also provides a full view of the history of all of our transactions on the blockchain. And so that history is cataloged through page numbers, through a table of contents that is easily findable. And so you've got this combination of one version of the truth well, also, you've got this entire workflow well understood that you can establish things like providence, where you can understand all the way back to the origin of that information. But lastly, and maybe one of the most important differentiators of this technology for blockchain is the security aspects. And so with with the security of this information, be able to authoritatively say that this person, that Mike Walker is the one that created page 105 in the book. In the book analogy, that's a footnote. In the blockchain analogy or the blockchain technology, that is cryptography, digital signatures that guarantee that it is authoritatively this person that had modified that information. Wow, what a great interview so far. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to David about 
not the theory around blockchain, but let's talk about how it's actually applied at a Fortune 100 company like GE Aviation. More when we come back. What these blockchain technologies are and, you know, some examples of usages. Um, you know, tell me a bit more about, you know, why GE views blockchain as, you know, one of the key technologies in their digital journey. As a, as a chief technology officer, a lot of what I do is I have to be an ambassador for technologies that I believe in. And really what's helped me along the way, make no mistake, we have made some false starts on new technologies, especially blockchain. But what really has set us apart different this time is that I have a finance background where as well as a computer science and I've been trained to think strategically as well as to always understand how technologies can help us drive the bottom line so really framing a blockchain use case around how it can be complementary and drive a business outcome of cash or or profit that's really how we were able to make it sticky within our organization to get people's attention and then from there that's where you work to build your story get more and more people engaged behind you and then it becomes kind of a crowd swelling source we incubated blockchain internally to give us credibility to sell it externally as well well and i think that's a very important role and something for people to think about now as as people are thinking through that um, you know, who are some of the, what are some of the types of roles? Who are you talking to at GE when you're having these conversations? Is it, is it the developers? Is it the managers? Or are we talking about business leaders? The problem currently with the blockchain industry is it's kind of developer led. So we'll start with this great technology and we'll say, hey, I have a blockchain solution. What kind of problems can I solve for you? And that's really backwards from a paradigm standpoint. So when I work, I work across all aspects of the business. I'll talk to people who interface with customers every day. I'll talk to the finance team that I mentioned. I'll talk to developers to make sure we have the capability to code. But the real people who help me need to make the decisions and need to get bought in with me are the are the folks who are selling and embedded with our customers as well as the chief digital officer. His job is to make sure that at GE Aviation Digital that we are letting our CEO know that this is a great technology and that we have harnessed its capability. And then I also work with our CIO because the CIO needs to be engaged to understand that blockchain isn't a competing technology, but it's a complementary uh, technology as well. So across the board, the more people I think that you can get to advocate, if you can activate people behind your cause and have diversity into that, then the more success you're going to have. Really one of the reasons why, you know, we've been so successful working together yep. because a lot of the conversations that I have with, 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 with customers like yourself is really about the what if scenarios yeah. that that we just walked through and and the real challenge with these technologies emerging technologies it's they're a bit scary yeah. and they're really starting to challenge the way we do business and so being able to articulate these business messages in their terms is is a vital skill set to driving these technologies but also there's another aspect here and that's you know, we have to think strategically, but act tactively. And what does that mean? It means that a lot of times, technologies like blockchain, we don't know what we don't know. Meaning that there may be 
underneath the surface a new business model that we want to expose. And so having a common way of articulating that, using concepts like open innovation and ideation with our business partners in that very same way in which you described it, David, being able to articulate with your finance background to say, this is materially what this means to your business. Here are the specific risks, et cetera. And so, you know, when you speak to those leaders, you know, what's their reaction to all this? A mistake. I mean, I've been part of false starts with this. I think it's okay. What you have to realize is with a new technology, it's okay to fail and it's okay to, and you constantly need to revise your value proposition the more people that you bring in. So a lot of people are skeptical at the beginning. You know, this, you, I spoke with some of our highest level leaders and they say, hey, the real reason blockchain we're talking about it today is because it exists because of cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency is successful because there was a worldwide need to have basically untraceable money which kind of points you to um, the the dark web of things right so you want to do things illegal illicit activity so it's come out of that so by nature blockchain also has um, a bit of a perception issue that you have to work through so it's a challenge to get those people on board and you have to say look i understand that this was created where it was born but there's very very powerful technology that we can use to drive trust to drive traceability to change our business model and also to collaborate across lines that we haven't previously done like with our our competitors. I'm, I, I've heard the uh, the uh, the Bitcoin scenarios yeah. uh, when we're talking about blockchain, yeah. and and so you know, kind of the, the the last kind of double click on on what on what we're talking about here is you know we've talked a lot about the happy path, the driving change with these key roles, but also there's another side to that coin, which is the pushback yeah. and challenging the status quo, which is for a lot of people it's very uncomfortable. And especially for a very successful business like G Aviation, you know, there's kind of, you know, maybe a mentality of if it's not broken, why fix it? Yeah. And so, you know, when you encounter these types of people, you know, what are some of their questions and concerns and how do you react to that? I love a challenge, right? I mean, I, I have a, you know, my daughter survived cancer. She had leukemia when she was two. Now she's three years in remission. So I love just to go against something that I believe that I believe in with my heart and soul. And, and I love to have those discussions to try to activate people toward our cause. So a lot of the pushback just comes, you know, we're a happy, healthy business. Um, why do we need to innovate? Why do we need to embrace this disruptive technology when it's immature? And I think the reality is, is blockchain, again, as I mentioned previously, you can't start with it as a solution. So what a lot of times we have to do is we have to sit down in a room, we have to find a common problem that we want to tackle, and then we go through a process improvement framework we'll talk about in a few minutes. And then ultimately we say, can blockchain help with this, yes or no? And if it doesn't help, then we walk away. If it does help, then I really articulate that. We build a prototype and we let people touch it. And I think that's been critical with interacting with our customers too, because it's such an abstract technology. Even folks, you know, getting a one minute explanation of blockchain, it's still abstract. So letting people touch and feel the technology and Azure's made that really, really easy to do with uh, 
non-technical folks interacting with blockchain as a workflow. It's really that you, they have to see it to believe it. Right. And, you know, getting down to, you know, what I refer to as a minimum viable ecosystem uh, for blockchain is really critical because what it does is it materializes these abstract ideas into something tangible that people can touch and feel. And so along those lines, you know, let's get a little bit more specific. Um, you know, w when I talk with uh, business leaders, uh, oftentimes there is a level of real anxiety. It's not necessarily fear, it's anxiety around uh, all the all the change, all the all the, the the wave of digital transformation that's happening across the industry. And, you know, blockchain is going to be one of those key enabling technologies. And so, you know, when, when we talk about this with 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 uh, customers, it's about enabling digital ecosystems and blockchain being a key component of that. And so when you talk to your, let's say, your CDO, your chief digital officer, tell me a little bit more about what does it look like? What does that conversation look like? And what are some of the things that you're doing together to start to articulate either optimizing your existing strategy or maybe even challenging and creating something new that complements that, that strategy? I think as the CDO and I really work on our go-to-market strategy, we realize that that really drives a lot of um, false starts and also drives a lot of anxiety with business executives. So what we say is we sit down with our customers and we say, what do you want to be three to five to 10 years from now? What is your strategy? Here's a suite of products that we can help you get there. And then we work it methodically. You don't want to tell people just to adopt blockchain because it's a new technology, because you'll have a false start, you'll have an unhappy customer. Yep. So what we do is we actually will send a team of lean and Six Sigma process uh, improvement experts and we say, here are some areas that you've told us you wanna focus on, let's lean those out, improve them, and then here are some of the technologies that we can do. So by selling process improvement first, and then digitization second, that works really well because you're locking in optimized processes. Uh, you're not falling down a common trap. Yeah. And that common trap is uh, using the old uh, adage, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. right? You're using tried and true techniques that have worked for a half a century. Uh, and you're blending those with new approaches you know, agile, design thinking, et cetera, to uh, really start to build out what your business looks like. But also what I'm teasing out of here is a sense of uh, enablement as well and empowerment is it's, you're not saying that this is a special thing and we're gonna go off in a corner somewhere, but it's a journey and it's a journey you're bringing the company on and you're including all the right people within, your, within, within the company. And so part of doing that is you're actually influencing the culture and yeah. changing the, the culture. ideations. But if we just bring it back or how we really were able to rally the masses at GE, we um, operationally, right, in business-wise, we released a brand new engine in 2017. It's called the Leap Engine, and it improves fuel efficiency by 15% over its predecessor. And we had to make 500 engines that year. Um, the demand was so steep for that because the worldwide uh, passengers for in the aviation industry is growing dramatically globally that we had to grow our supply chain to meet a demand of 2,200 by 2020. So we had to get four times better 
in the span of four years. And we knew the only way to do that was to use some of the process improvements that we talked about, right? So in 1950s Toyota, um, they developed a, a process called lean, which you reduce waste from the process. And then in the 90s and the 80s, Motorola introduced Six Sigma, which Jack Welch, your CEO, used uh, with a lot of success, and that removes uh, defects. So you combine those together, you m remove defects, so you eliminate waste. That enables us to drive process excellence in our supply chain, to drive capacity expansion, and to in hopes to achieve these lofty customer goals. But what's missing and what we realize for that next industrial revolution is all of that's internally facing, right? Blockchain and its technology and its capability allows for collaboration because you can share data secure, securely. So if we combine process improvement with collaboration, now we're really talking about something that is not hyped up enough where we can actually change the world and bring the industry forward with us. Some of you listening might be thinking, Wow, a 1950s uh, process. Uh, you know, I don't want to be using that. I want to be using the 2019 uh, latest and greatest thinking. And, you know, what I really want to challenge people to think about here is, you know, what David alluded to is, you know, they're in the airline industry. You know, they're, they've got to build products and services that protect people that are in an airplane 35,000 feet in the air. And so they have to combine these tried and true methods to ensure a high degree of quality, but also not lose out on these great innovations that are coming down the path. And so what they're doing is they're combining, you know, the best of breed approaches you know, very similar to, you know, what we do with customers every day, where we talk about our blockchain strategy and planning playbook, where we take customers from this envisioning stage of imagining the, the possibilities and ideation with business partners to creating and revising your strategy and building an ecosystem strategy and an economic model, etc., to the end architecture. They're doing that plus building in all the great quality stuff that they've been doing for such a long time that has made them a leader to where they do have, you know, uh, approximately 60% of the aviation market. So it, it's just a testament to, to, to see the, the leadership by David and his team of combining both the cutting edge approaches and technologies uh, with the tried and true methods that keep that level of quality high at GE this non-abstract for people because I think we can talk lean and Six Sigma and unless you've really worked in a manufacturing environment it may not ring true but as Mike you and I spoke at the Ethereum conference in 2019 over the weekend right and it was a lot of fun we were kind of taking a break over lunch and one of the things that the consensus team wanted to do is they wanted to to make this us use crypto at the event, which was cool. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, that was the first time I used it. So when we got in, we registered, we got this card where our lunch uh, voucher crypto token was loaded to. So you take a picture of the QR code, you load it on your phone, and then they had food trucks in the parking lot that you would go and you would pay with crypto. So that was that was pretty cool. I thought it was slick that, that I like the digital solution. But the issue was, is there's a thousand people there. You have three food trucks 
and um, all of a sudden, the break at noon, everyone descends on the three food trucks. So while we are using a new technology in blockchain, that's awesome with cryptocurrency, we did not process and prove the food truck uh, getting dining experience, right? So the reality was is it was raining at noon and we all had to wait 30 to 45 minutes to get our food. So what we do at GE Aviation is first we will lean out and improve that process. So for example, we would recommend, why don't we uh, pre-order food and then give people a time slot to pick up that food so that not everyone is descending on the same time. And then you pair that with using crypto. Now you've got a process that's improved and you've used blockchain as well. And that's kind of our mantra around it. You can, as our CDO mentions, our chief digital officer, don't pave the cow path, right? Because you want you don't want to digitize something that an inefficient process because then you have an expensive inefficient process and I think that example kind of rings true with everyone really what I want to emphasize here with what you just said is is this um, a fool with a tool is still a fool yeah and so what does that mean it means the bottom line is I want my taco and I want it the most efficient way yeah. I don't care if I use blockchain yeah right so you know, if we go back to the earlier example that you'd mentioned with Starbucks, yeah. um, you know, so when we partnered with Starbucks, we thought about this from the perspective of what is the root problem that we're trying to solve? Yeah. And the root problem that we're trying to solve is the experience, having, you know, understanding the humanistic side of the equation. And so with Starbucks and with that blockchain solution, now while you're not paying with crypto, we are using it to improve the overall experience. And now, if I apply this example to our conference, it's I have my app and it gives me recommendations based on my preferences, yeah. not only what food truck that I wanna have, it knows Mike likes tacos, but also it'll pre-recommend in that truck what specific item. Yeah. And then it's as easy as me saying, click yes, I want this, and it knows my schedule, so it knows an ideal time for me to pick it up because it knows that I'm in a speaking panel at 11.30, so it knows not to place that at 11.30. Yeah. And so that's the level in which we got to get to. And, you know, your conversations with your business leaders, you know, what you're bringing to the table is you're bringing that acumen to that, to that equation. Yeah. About so far, which has been a lot in a very compressed uh, uh, time period, is... You know, one, you know, why do this? You know, what does it mean to the G aviation business and to stay a leader and keep that, you know, dominance in the marketplace? You know, two, we've talked about, you know, what are the key things that you need to do as a company, who you need to talk to? It's this is more of a business problem than a technology problem. We yeah. talked about the change management that's required, bringing the organization along on the journey and changing the culture. And we talked about empowering people in their current roles to leverage what already works and complement that with the, the next stage of uh, approaches and technologies. So with that technology side, you know, let's transition shortly to, you know, what that looks like. So from a technology perspective, can you maybe, you know, help me understand a little bit more about what you guys are doing there? We've tried various startup companies as our platform to use blockchain, we've tried AWS as well, and it wasn't until six months ago where our CDO 
signed an agreement with Microsoft that really things started flourishing. And I think that what we love about the Microsoft partnership is Microsoft is the platform that empowers developers. And I can't emphasize that enough. So what that means is that the Azure ecosystem thinks through every sort of stack that we would ever need for, for blockchain. And blockchain challenges the traditional software engineering stacks because you need the back end, the database side, you need the front end, but also you need to understand how to code on the blockchain with solidity. And then after all that's done, you need front end reporting for your customers and to be able to do data science and machine learning capability. So the challenge in the industry conundrum is that everyone who is a developer and racing in the blockchain space before would actually try to design their own platform. And then you don't have standardized tools that you're using and nothing's portable and nothing's flexible. So we fought that for a while. And um, really the partnership with Microsoft has enabled me as a CTO and developer to focus more on what I want to do and, and our, our, our vision is of selling software solutions as well as um, engaging in blockchain with, with our customers. You know, what's really cool is, you know, the first time we met was yeah. actually, you know, at a workshop yeah. in, in Redmond. And, you know, you guys, you know, came and, you know, I kind of felt a level of skepticism based on your, your current experience with blockchain and some of the, yeah. you know, interesting, you know, uh, uh, experiences with, with other providers. And, you know, as, as you may remember, you know, we actually spent, you know, probably, you know, a full day just on understanding, you know, what is the root problem we're trying to solve? What's the workflow we need to build? And then how long did it take? It took a half day, yeah. a, uh, you know, maybe a full day to actually build out end to end workflows of the solution, but also the UI, the reporting piece. To where it was at a point where we could demo this to your executives back in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yep. Um, you know, uh, that, that sort of experience, have you experienced that anywhere else? It was great. I think a couple things came out of that, right? So when we sat down and we really process mapped and said, hey, there's a problem that we have around uh, traceability of our engine used parts and we put it up on the board and we said okay we're going to code that we're going to put that in solidity and then we're going to go we're going to work late tonight and we're going to show this to our executives but a couple things were born out of that first what we realized is after kind of noodling on that for a while when we came home was that we can pair Lean Six Sigma with blockchain because what we were trying to do in that room together was optimize the process. So from that, that was born where we could use Lean Six Sigma into the process improvement side of blockchain. Then we were also enabled to really get credibility with our senior leadership team because as I mentioned before, skeptics turn to supporters when they can actually touch the technology. So that was really phenomenal on our side that I walked away with a trip to Microsoft. I went in skeptical that I wasn't gonna get much out of it, but I actually had a working prototype and I've really tweaked it. Uh, Microsoft's been with me every step of the way to where we now from six months from when we started to go to today, we have two service op offerings that are shippable through the entire ecosystem and it's really, a sprint that I've never seen something go that quickly. And I would also say, I don't think Microsoft has either. So it's been phenomenal. Yes, correct. We are actively selling them. We have a couple channels that we're going after in addition to uh, primarily our airline customers who who buy our engines and then buy maintenance contracts with us. We're, we're selling into and giving them used 
part traceability there, but we're also actively uh, channeling and engaging with the military as well as the lessor market because believe it or not, aircraft uh, engines and airplanes are liquid assets. So having the right documentation is key and it makes those assets all the more sellable and all the more valuable, which is why we're branding this consortium for the aviation industry around a trademark that we currently have called True Engine. So we will True Engine certify anything through this consortium and we're gonna bring our industry partners to the table. So it sounds like, and not to steal any of your thunder here, David, yeah. but uh, you know, you're not doing bean to barista, but you're doing or to engine. Yep. Is that a fair way of representing? Yeah, no, that's correct. And it's gonna be a long journey to get there, but our whole goal is, yeah, or to engine um, and really making it safer for our passengers to fly and making us all um, better, more efficient in the airline industry. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, keeping along that thread of just kind of capping this off with, you know, really understanding, you know, why this technology is so important. You know, uh, you know, you know, as Microsoft, I, you know, as a Microsoft employee, I could go on all day around the benefits of, you know, our strategy. But from what I'm teasing out from you is some of the key important bits that you're getting from this is really our philosophy around developer empowerment and providing the tool sets, everything from using our blockchain workbench, which we used in the workshop that allowed you to get that prototype up so quickly to provide the scaffolding uh, to, to get all this up and running. Uh, but two, you know, things like our, our logic apps where we can integrate with existing line of business systems, your uh, ERP systems or CRM systems, UI, but also, you know, exposing this data through things like Power BI or just the Power uh, Platform in general. And so, you know, maybe tell me a little bit more about the importance of those aspects to you. No, that is very key. You know, a couple things before we jump into that, just to highlight. The logic apps really are connectors where we're able to to reach across the Azure ecosystem. It, it's a it's really like a website kind of interface. And the reason why I love that is you can talk the back end to the front end um, really without a programming um, degree. And that's very valuable to us because there's scarcity of resources in this. And anytime a platform makes it easier for us to operate, we love it. So. The other thing that I really want to emphasize by Microsoft is you guys were willing to dedicate a lot of human capital toward this, thought leaders like yourself, Mike, um, other people around the world who have really helped us move at this pace. So I don't want to underestimate that, but that wasn't an offering that was really out there that we've experienced before. But you know, the, the worst thing that can happen from a CTO perspective, right, is that we repeat this, the mistakes of our past. So one of those mistakes is, I think we kind of touched upon it, that if I design my own platform for blockchain internally to aviation without best practicing worldwide, and then I have this huge infrastructure that I'm handing to the CIO, that's a major problem. It's, it's been tried before, it doesn't work, it's unwieldy, right? The other issue is that we know that the blockchain industry is moving very, very, very fast. So I want flexibility, right? I, I love an agnostic ledger view and portability that you guys have. I don't want to choose, you know, today Ethereum's all the craze, but to be honest with you, Solidity is difficult to code in, it's difficult to resource in. So maybe we use a different ledger in the future that's easier. Um, and I love that portability and adaptability, kind of plug and play, lift and shift that we have with Microsoft. In addition, the other thing that you guys have really thought about is that 
if we're doing something industry-wise in a true engine consortium, not everyone's going to use Azure. And I think I just love your guys' spirit around let's collaborate together regardless of how you decide to come to the table. And if you really want to collaborate, you can't tell people how they need to collaborate. You need to let them do it and come together. And so those are some things that are kind of near and dear to me, which is why this has really been a perfect partnership for all of Event. us. And I really appreciate the time sitting down uh, with me to, uh, to, to walk us through this. So, you know, thanks again, David. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Look forward to collaborating more in the future. Another episode in the can. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this was uh, a fun one, uh, talking with uh, David Havera and all the really cool things that they have going on at GE Aviation. Now, if you want more information, show notes, links that are mentioned inside this podcast, uh, or if you just want to swing by and provide some feedback, make sure you visit vnext.com. That's v-next.com. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you in the next one.